0: FX presents Under the Banner of Heaven.
1: This case I'm working on,
0: it's a double murder. Inspired by the true crime bestseller by John Krakauer. Oh, my
1: God. And starring Academy Award nominee Andrew Garfield. The evidence points to things and to beliefs that I have only ever heard whisperings about. FX's Under the Banner of Heaven. All new Thursdays, only on Hulu.
2: This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling
1: connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can
0: experience more genuine collaboration
2: and feel more connected. Be in the
0: room from any room with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. <laughs> we don't um, know
2: what to do when Cliff's not here. That was my best that was my best imitation of Cliff. That was your best imitation of Cliff. I can do. Cliff gives us his grander like
0: good
3: morning. So the people that like are on their way to work at like six in the morning it, it just it wakes punches you up, them in the face. It kinda
2: it's, yeah, it's it, definitely a punch. It preps in the face. you for the podcast.
3: Um well welcome to our podcast Honey Hole Hangout. We are the collaboration of four outdoorsmen who somehow afforded podcast equipment figured out how to release content on the internet. These are our stories, opinion, and perceptions of outdoor pursuits in the sporting world. Today, we have uh, myself, Landon, uh-huh. we have Zach, and Ooh. we have a special guest, Kurt, Kurt Cotter. Kurt, yeah. Kurt Cotter. Yeah. Welcome. Awesome. Thanks, thanks for having me, guys. No, Kurt, thank you. Yeah. 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 So, a little bit of a teaser about Kurt. Number one is that you have a podcast called The Marvelous Falls Podcast. Yes, sir. And so you just talk about Marble Falls and all the great things there?
1: Yeah, my uh, my nickname for Marble Falls is The Marvelous Falls. And uh, I've been there for a little over a decade and built some great relationships and realized, man, there's a lot of cool people here. We should uh, get their stories. And so my my friend Corey and I, we kind of had the same idea, collaborated, and um, we're about uh, a similar number of episodes as you guys have. I think we're in the 50s, maybe the 60s. Oh, cool. So yeah, we we are very sporadic at when we record, but when we're in a good rhythm, it's about every week. Yeah, that's awesome. But it's a lot of fun. Met some neat people. Um, stories that you would have never expected to come out of a little town in central Texas. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: that's cool. Yeah, a lot of fun. And then also, you created the fish taco fly.
1: I did. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a funny little story. I don't know if you guys want to get into that a little bit we'll, later. But we'll tease it now. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, we'll yeah. get into a little yep, bit later. It's ridiculous. So I went viral on the internet um, from my Instagram account by accident because uh-huh. I caught a fish on a taco and I thought it was hilarious <laughs> and it just went then I learned uh, you need to watermark things. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's been it bounces around and I'm I'm never tagged in it. I don't really care that much, but it just cracks me up cuz I'll get tagged in some post and I'll be like, "Oh, it's making its rounds over there now." <laughs> <laughs> and it's not uncommon to have like over 100,000 shares on some of their some of the memes that have been associated with, with my those? original Instagram posts. Really? really? Yeah, it's ridiculous.
3: 100,000.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a there was a guy what is his name? He's a country music star out of out of Texas, but he was like kind of kind of a goofy one. I'll, 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 if his name comes to me a little bit later, but he posted something and it just, it went. just yeah yeah so yeah that's awesome yeah a lot of fun a lot of fun so silly, we'll,
3: silly things we'll talk we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but you brought the
1: whiskey, that yeah, we're drinking tonight. Yeah, Treaty Oak, um, Shenley Reserve Rye. Uh, you know, we, we and uh, we kind of stumbled upon Treaty Oak from a Facebook group that I'm in uh, called Smoke and Mash, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the guys that well actually the guy Robert that started the uh, the Facebook group that I'm in um, is the COO of Treaty Oak now, um, and I, I first tried their Ghost Hill, which I really enjoyed, and then they did a uh, a single barrel release uh, of the the Shinley Reserve uh, rye, and and it's pretty pretty stellar. It's a smooth. I like a smooth it. I do a too. Smooth, uh, smooth pour.
2: And I, don't, I don't drink rice a lot, yeah, I'm right there with you,
1: yeah it's as far as rice go it's it's not uh it's it's a little bit more mild, I mean, it's really close to like you know your typical bourbon, but mm. uh, I think it's a a good a good pour
2: yeah, also I usually drink my knee anyways and' that's an ice, um
1: yeah, it kind of softens it a little yeah, bit, yep. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: but we're doing something special tonight too. What did, what contraption did you bring and what's the story behind it?
1: So I went to, uh, my wife and I and a group of our friends went to Telluride, Colorado Mm -hmm. and there was a little cocktail bar there called Tellurado Studio and it's a art exhibit slash, um, cocktail bar. So the guy that owns the place, his friend is a fairly well-known artist and so they sell his they have his art all over the walls. He sells them. They're like anywhere from ten to twenty thousand dollars. So it's good art, evidently. Yeah. Yeah. And um and then they have a cocktail bar. And so he had this uh you know, I was looking over his menu, I was like, Oh, it says you have a smoked old fashioned, that sounds good. He goes, Yeah, and he pulls out this thing called a a fog hat cocktail smoker. And so I was like, dude, if this is any kind of cool, I'm gonna order it immediately. <laughs> and so sure enough, like you can get all these different types of uh, of wood chips. So this one's uh, a Vermouth Oak Roast, which is black tea, apple, papaya, and rose petals. And so essentially, we'll uh, we have some of those pieces in there, and then you put it over your over your drink. Uh-huh. Um, so you get your you know you put your little wood chips in there. It's almost I mean it looks like like a drain you know screen right yeah you yeah. Know, so they're making a fortune off this thing. <laughs> They go to Ace Hardware, and they sell this thing for 50 bucks. <laughs> um, so you put your chips in there, and then you get your torch, and uh, you'll start to see here. I'll do it right here for you guys. Friends, you'll see this on some sort of a picture. So you'll see, like, the smoke going down in there. You get a pretty good flame, um, which is always fun. <laughs> and then you just uh, put, the li- put the lid on it and let the smoke kind of sit in there for a little while, you can spin it around a little bit, and, and I'll it. tell you, it is it is overwhelming <laughs> like how smoky the drink can be. Really? Yeah, I learned when I first got it, which was like a week ago. Um, I had some friends over, and I was like, we got to try this, and I was like, golly, that like it smoke changes gets it. in there. Yeah, yeah, like substantially. So you, I'll kind of do that and then you know, spin it around a little bit, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm a sucker for trying new things. Right, that is Me cool too. Yeah, 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 they're super fun. That is just super cool. I know. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, gonna try. To, that's it. cool. Yeah. <laughs> and now that you see it, you realize all you really need is a torch, and you could you could make this easy. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah,
3: so so where cool. did you end up buying?
1: Where did you buy it from? I bought it from uh you know, the Amazon. The Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Amazon. And how much? Com. How much did they charge for it? I think the whole kit, which came with like the torch the the wooden apparatus that you need and then a few different uh types of wood. I, I think it was like 80 or 90 bucks. Okay, so for everything. So, yeah, yeah. So, I was helpless against it. I I had to buy it. So,
3: will you hook me up with a, a...
1: absolutely. Absolutely.
2: I got to yeah, try this. I'm gonna try it. Yeah, it's like a to try it
1: it's it's pretty fun, you know, and it's like a totally uh um I didn't even know this was a thing. I've seen like the the smoke guns. Have y'all seen those? Yeah,
2: where like they'll infuse food. Yeah, but this was
1: like, I was like, man, this is like actual wood and, um, you know, like all all kinds of flavors. Like if you go to the company's actual like website, man, they probably have 25 or so different types of of wood chips. So I was like, man, the, the flavor possibilities are honestly. You know, and right, and right. what type of wood is that that you're doing these ones with? Yeah, so this is a vermouth oak roast. So it's it's black tea pieces, apple, papaya, and rose petals. Um, so when you open it up, like you can kind of see there's all sorts. It almost looks like potpourri, honestly. Yeah, right? yeah. And you can smell different ones. I think I brought like four different uh, four different flavors. So you, I mean, you need like a real pretty small pinch um,
2: cuz it looks like it just lit up almost instantly yeah, yeah
1: that torch does its job yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and these and this wood is like super super dry but it'll uh, it'll surprise you at like how i don't know if y'all can hear that on the on the mic there but yeah and i
3: got a video of it we'll put
1: it on instagram yeah, when I was at the uh, at the cocktail bar, the guy's like, Are you gonna put this on Instagram because most people do. Go ahead and get your phone ready." I was like, <laughs> I was like okay. Huh? <laughs> "Okay, no problem." I just never know. I like, Am I that predictable? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like this is like, I just took a sip of mine, folks, and yep, it's smoky. It's smoky. It's good though. I mean, it's yeah. like, but it's just fun too. Yeah. And if you, got, I don't know if anybody, it's like
3: it's like playing with food. Like who doesn't like to play with oh, their food? Yeah. Exactly. Who doesn't like to set? Like you go to the bar and they pull out like a drink that's on fire. You know, a special cocktail that's on fire, and it's it's fun.
1: Yeah, it is so fun.
3: That is cool.
1: Thank you. Yeah, and it, it and what I've discovered, you know, like in the uh, the short amount of time that I've been doing this, um, is the. Uh, The old fashions pair really well with it, so when you put some, you know, some because you get a little bit
2: of like sweet and that bitter. Yeah, you get the
1: bitters, and you get, uh, you know, like I like to get those really good uh, cherries. Um, I can't remember the name. Some Italian company has the cherries, and (laughs) and man, they are uh, they're so good. Yes, you just put that in there like that, and torch it up. So we're getting uh, getting our final one going here, and the flame. There she goes. Kind of sounds like a jet taking off. It does, obviously.
2: yeah. And they send you to the torch too.
1: Yep, yep, yeah. The torch is part of the part of the deal. They even send you butane with it. So which is a which is a solid. You don't have to yeah. run to
2: you know Ace Hardware or anything. It always things when you get like that one thing you're counting down. You're like I need one thing still to make it work. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Luckily the kit's like pretty much everything you need.
2: That is so cool.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fun. Thanks for 15. bringing it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was headed to my buddy's house after this, and uh, he's a, he's a big bourbon and cocktail guy. His name's Jacob Cole, and uh, we fish a lot together. He's a fellow fly fisherman, and so I was like, man, I got this toy. We need to play with. Yeah, there you go. Get a good – the smoke is just rolling out of the cup, for those of you that are just listening. Right. And uh, yeah. pretty cool. The three of us are a little mesmerized <laughs> by <laughs> our smoking whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But uh, I think when you taste it, you'll be able to tell a substantial difference. Yeah, we'll than, put a video out when this podcast comes out too. Yeah. Whoa, okay, yeah. Right? Like it's like kind of like, whoa, there's really smoke in here. Yeah, it like mm. changes the whole thing. Yeah, it really does. So. Wow, okay. So you could – the fun thing about it is like, I mean, you could get a, you know, a bottle of – of, of whiskey, you know, a bottle of bourbon or whatever. Tried five different types of wood chips and really have five different drinks, you mm-hmm. know, from one bottle. A lot of different flavors. So, pretty fun. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, this is very good. It is more smoky, you can tell, but it's not overwhelming either. No. Right, yeah. Learned that because the first time I did it, Here's I was like, just, <laughs> put a lot of wood chips in there, set it. I let it sit for probably five minutes and I thought I ate a campfire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever had Balcones um, Brimstone whiskey. That's like if someone took a brisket and set it on a campfire and then just somehow made whiskey out of it, I was like, I can't drink this ever again. Or what Which is Balcones it? Balconies make some good whiskey. I'm yeah. not trying to knock them, but the Brimstone is not my favorite.
2: Or what mm. the um, Andalusia has that Striker? Yeah, yeah, Striker is very smoky. Yeah, it's for me that's probably the smokiest mm-hmm. whiskey, and it's not bourbon, but whiskey yeah. I've ever had. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, mm. they've got a great little. Uh, y'all been there to their distillery? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. They yeah. do the the old fashions are like. Seven bucks. I know. Mm -hmm. Good. I was like, "This is dangerous." Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. we won't we won't stay here too long. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And they have the clear ice, like the super clear ice where they stamp it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a sucker for presentation. Yeah, too. Make it look
2: pretty for me. I'm good. Yeah,
1: exactly, (laughs) exactly.
2: So I bought a paddleboard today. Okay, Uh, why and (laughs) what made you decide to get it?
3: So. A uh, guy at work is selling a boat, B-O-T-E, the brand. They make really nice paddle boards. They do. And he was selling it for $400. What? Inflatable? Hard boat. Wow, okay. That's awesome. a good and price. I could not say no. Yeah. They're like, we just want to get rid of it. I was yeah. like, 400 bucks, And it was like, yeah, paddle. And he's got the stand on it, too, the, the lean bar stand yeah. that you can lean up against. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a over $2,000 Set up for the for,
2: hard-sided one too. Yeah, yeah. And
3: I was like, I a paddleboard wasn't on my list. It wasn't something I was going to buy anytime soon. But not
1: a budgeted item. But for happy to say, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, but for
3: four hundred dollars, yeah. uh, I have a paddle board now. Yeah. So and the other high. thing is too, you know, I could easily if like it sits in my garage for the next two years, I could easily turn it around and get Just flip it my four hundred dollars back you out know, of it next oh, yeah. May. In put no on time.
2: Yeah, on Facebook Market. So
3: it's a safe, it's oh, a, yeah. it's a safe investment, but it's a it's a slick really? boat. Makes oh, they make they, good make, stuff. Good they stuff. make good stuff, and it, they had only used it like one time. It's in like pristine shape. That'll try be a lot of fun place. in the flats, man. I know. To I was just thinking about our trip down the coast. Yeah. You can put a cooler on it, and stand on a cooler, or oh, sit yeah. on a cooler, and they're so can,
1: stable. They really are.
3: Yeah. So I'm excited to try it out.
1: My wife and I, we both have inflatable. Uh, Stand up paddle boards. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We just got. I mean, you can get on Amazon now, and there's like a bajillion brands. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Let's see how good they are. We bought two. They've been awesome. Really? Just oh, one of the Amazon so ones. Yeah. will go out on the lakes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we live like a few blocks from Lake Marble Falls, okay. and so we'll we'll go out there and we'll paddle up, you know, different creeks and stuff too. But it's a. Uh, um, we went out. You know, before we left on vacation, and it was really fun because we're like, you know, we're out on these little, you know, paddle boards. We're both kind of getting used to it, and then all these wakeboarding guys are going by. I was like, well, this is a great way to learn if they're stable or not, right? Yeah, you guys <laughs> so, do okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, we did fine. Yeah. You know, my wife's not here anymore, but uh, I'm kidding. We great. <laughs> it was awesome. We did a great. job. Yeah, she was fine. So, but they're great. Paddle boards yeah. are awesome. I'm yeah. a big fan. I've
2: never been on one. I'm always a little like, am I going to fall? Are they? I well, tip. I had
3: a Diablo for a little while,
2: yeah, which that's is like I a have. stand-up kayak. Yeah. So like if I got one, I could, that would be what I get. And a I Diablo. could,
3: I could stand up on it just fine. Yeah, no problem. So I don't know how it compares to that, but
1: I think the inflatables are a little bit more not as stable because mm-hmm. I have a Diablo Amigo, and that thing's like
2: like you're not it's tipping solid. It over. It's yeah. solid. You have to like yeah. jump on the very end, of exactly. There. And yeah, even people, awesome. you can walk to the tip.
1: Yep, you really can, and that stand whole on thing it. is stable. Yeah, yeah, they're so fun. I, I love that. Yeah. I love that boat.
3: You just did a trip to Colorado. We did and did some fishing. Would yeah, you, uh,
1: yeah. So my wife and I we went to um, South Fork and we fished the the Rio Grande, um, and then we also went up to uh, Beaver Creek, like some of the creeks there. Um, Fish the you know the Rio at that point um, when we went, which was kind of late July. Uh, they had seen a ton of rain. Um, So all the fly shops were like, yeah, it's tough fishing. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'm still going to (laughs) fish. And so, you know, a lot of uh, small dark midges uh, did the trick, landed a few browns and. We fish. there's a place outside of South Fork, really between South Fork and Creed, called the Collar Wildlife Area. And it, it's about six miles of river. And you, you can, I mean, it's the easiest access. Mm. And so you can pull over. There's, you know, multiple pullout points. And um, and it's considered by the state of Colorado, gold medal waters by the amount of fish and then some of the size of the fish. So we pulled out some really good sized brown trout. Mm. Um, and I know that there's, you know, people that have caught some some really good you know, size ones. So we did that for a few days. And then um, we went from uh, South Fork to Ridgeway, Colorado. And there's a there's a state park. Um, so there's Ridgeway State Park, which is split up into three kind of separate parks. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Ridgeway Reservoir. And so the tailwater for the reservoir is called Paco Chupac. Mm-hmm. And it is a dynamite. Um, tailwater to fish. It's very technical, mm-hmm. and it's heavily trafficked because it's pretty easy access, mm-hmm. but they have tent sites on the other side of the river, and so we camped there for, for three nights and uh, had the largest brown trout of my life on the line, but I was not successful <laughs> getting oh, him oh, in it in Oh, man. But it was awesome. I was like, this is... I thought I was stuck on the bottom. Right? Really? I was like, dadgummit. It's yeah, not moving. I was like, I had my indicator too high, and uh-huh. I was like, oh, snap, this, this is moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I fought him for about three minutes... And I was trying to get him close, and and then I was fishing uh, Pat Dorsey's Top Secret Midge. It was like a size 20 or 22, uh-huh. just an itty-bitty little guy. And uh, the, the brown trout, you know, breached. Um, and oh, I was like, yeah. this is a monster, and I lost him. And I'm still sad, but it was a lot of fun. It, it... <laughs>
3: yeah, I lost a fish like that, uh, a huge fish on the San Juan. A oh, like, huge brown. like yeah. size, Same thing, size 22. We were fishing. It was that trauma trip I was telling you about earlier that I used to do every summer. Yeah. And uh, I was fishing with Jeff and Will Uh and Jeff's son, Phil. And I was fishing this really fast water. It wasn't the best water because the other guys were fishing like a little bit downstream where the water was really good. And we were just like raking in fish. And I went up to the top, and it was just this really fast water. And I set my indicator all the way up. And then added weight just so I could get the get fly down because there. Yeah. there was this, like, bucket. And I hooked this fish, and it came up to the surface, and it was a 10-pound fish. <laughs> and then I just, like, started, and it just started. It was in fast water. It just started cranking downstream, and I was running downstream with it. <laughs> and the other guys were, like, reeling in and getting out of the way, and it was just, like, porpoising, and everyone was, like, losing, ooh, their, minds. What, losing their minds. And I, I probably chased it, like, a quarter of a mile downstream <laughs> and uh, Shane was running down there with me with the net and eventually the hook just pulled. It didn't break it off. Sure. But that small hook just yeah. pulled and there's just a chunk of flesh yeah, yeah. on the hook. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. had a good hook. But they... I like
3: nightmares about that fish.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I hooked him twice because I knew like it's, you know, there was this one cut that I was fishing and I probably cast at him over a hundred times, you know, like I knew there was fish in there, mm. you know, you just tell. Yeah. And, uh, the first time I hooked him was when I, you know, I, I fished, you know, I, I had him on for about three minutes and then I came back and fished again and I'm pretty sure it was the same fish. He didn't breach, but it was heavy enough. I was like, yeah. And if, you know, people that are listening, if they're familiar with Paco Chupac, huge fisher in that river. Um, it's really, really good, but it's very technical and it's mostly small, itty bitty little tailwater bugs. Mm, and, really. Yeah. There's a great fly shop up there. Riggs fly shop. Those guys are awesome. They got great guides. They have, great service um they've always been super helpful oftentimes i don't get a guide because i'm like feel fairly confident in my abilities a lot of times but um but even even then they're like hey here's what i would recommend yeah and i always appreciate that yeah good fly shop great fly shop
3: um we did a trip to the coast we did on yeah saturday Saturday. um and we also went to king's inn
2: we did go to king's inn yeah Yeah, after Graham's recommendation no what is that it's a little restaurant, a little seafood restaurant in oh, nice. Riviera. Riviera, okay. Yeah, on
3: Baffin. Awesome. Yep. So fishing, uh, I think Zach and I we each caught a redfish.
2: Yep. And then you caught you caught a mullet.
3: No, I caught a uh, ladyfish, okay. and then, and then I hooked fun. into yeah. a huge ladyfish that basically ripped the rod out of my hand because I wasn't expecting it, and then just did these huge. Jumps Tarpon jumps. It's like tarpon a baby tarpon. Jumps.
2: tarpon. Yeah. Yeah. They're so funny. Oh, yeah. man. The way they just like. Oh, like, they're hilarious. Oh, man. Your fish was cool, though, because it had spots all over it. Yeah, it yeah, had probably five or six spots. Yeah. Oh, cool. Really yeah. That's awesome. It was
3: yeah. a really cool yeah. fish. But we had found this cut where fish were moving in and out, so we just kind of anchored up and just waited for fish yeah. to come by. It was so a little so sand
2: fun. clearing. Oh, yeah. We were awesome. surrounded by uh, grass and stuff. They just kind of yeah. come in and chill out for
3: a I second. I think they were moving back into that lake. Yeah. Now um, with sense. the tides, awesome. um, but Cliff and Cliff's not here to tell his side of the story, but we're going to tell it now. We're tell <laughs> it. So Cliff had like the worst day ever. Yeah. Um, cause he went with us as well. The first thing is that he bent his brand new grill guard on his truck. Yeah. <laughs> um, he drove into a little cut that had some water in it uh-huh. and wasn't expecting how deep it was. <laughs> yes. Thought it was flat and it was a hole. And like his truck, his grill guard hit the bottom. Yeah, and uh, we got out. We no got problem, out. It wasn't a
2: problem, but it was definitely like you. We hit, and I was like, "Something's bent." Yeah, like it felt like you yeah. know. you just know. You we just didn't think. No content. one thought yeah. it was that deep. No, no. I thought I didn't even think we were going to go below like his uh, like rubber level.
3: Yeah, you know.
2: No, but there was like water on the windshield,
3: and yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so he bent his grill guard. Yep. Then we're out fishing for, like, two hours probably. Yep. Me and Zach had caught a fish, and then we were fishing this hole, and Cliff was close by. We're like, hey, Cliff, we've both caught a fish out of here. Your turn to come in and yep. pull a fish out of here. And he, at that point, he was like, no, i got to go back to the truck because his insulin pump had come unattached. Yep. And, and so then it was like, a, i got to get this. He's like, it's not an issue right now. But, but it, at 2 it, o'clock, it'll be an it's going to be an issue. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, he had to resolve that. So he had to, like, call CVS. They had to fill a prescription so he could get, like, a needle sure. and do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. And he got that taken care of um, oh, but, and then came back and oh, was sure fishing. Yeah. And me and Zach, at this point, we stayed, and we had, like, worked way down this Um. Shoreline. We were finally working our way and back. And we were working our we way back, back. And we knew he Gosh. was back, so we're like, we're going to meet in the middle and come up with a game plan. And by the time we meet up with him, um, he had broken his rod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. That's a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, so... But he never really complained about it. He no, was he, in good spirits, He took actually. it better than
2: I probably would yeah. have.
3: <laughs> yeah, he was in good spirits about it. We oh, had yeah. a good time.
2: We did. It uh,
3: it's just fun to go out with your friends and fish anyway, so it's yeah. hard given all of that. But he was in good spirit about it. Yeah. And then,
2: then we went to King's Inn. <laughs>
3: then we went to King's Inn, which we interviewed Graham uh, Jones a couple weeks ago, and he told us a story about going to the King's Inn. And they're famous for their tartar sauce. Um, fried drum, fried drum. (laughs) And he told us a story where he went in with muddy, and they're very old fashioned. Yeah. You can't wear your hats. They don't split checks. Old fashioned Texas restaurant. Great food. Love it. And we don't, we don't know if he did. Oh yeah. We don't know if he did. He did not say whether he was part of the group or not, but a group of fishermen went in and with muddy boots after they had been fishing all day in Baffin. And, after they ate, they you know they got the check, they paid, and they brought out mops and handed them all mops and said, mop your way out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So we're yeah. like, we got to go check it out. And it was like an hour and a half drive after fishing. It was
2: an hour and a half drive. We get there. They're short-staffed. And so it became an hour and a half wait. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. waited for an hour okay. and a half. At so 2
1: they, 2 o'clock the word on is Saturday. Out on this, this place.
2: Oh, it was busy. Yeah, it was busy. Yeah. For two but, o'clock on a Saturday. But also they could only fit half their tables because of how short-staffed they were. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: So we went there, and uh, there were some things that were really great as far as the food, and there were some things that were less like, to be desired. Right. Sure. Like I would
2: tell people never order it.
3: Yeah. So like everyone says, the tartar sauce is probably the best tartar sauce I've ever had. If you just like tartar sauce, which I do, it's fantastic. Cool. And then their fried black drum was, was amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, Their oysters...
2: Uh, I think they were a little overdone. So like they, they were, were like a little overcooked. Almost, yeah. And
3: then their hush puppies were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then they do like a tomato avocado salad
2: that is really good. Yeah. Nice. And then we got boiled shrimp, which were just not bad, not good, just kind of... They were just basic boiled, boiled shrimp. shrimp. No seasoning, yeah. just... You know, yeah. Just that's, kinda, a, that's
0: not my
1: jam. Just yeah. That, <laughs> you know.
3: Well, they had uh, their uh, cocktail sauce, but their cocktail sauce wasn't good. I think... If you're just going to do plain shrimp, you have to have a fantastic cocktail sauce. Hundred percent. And none of us liked it. Yeah. If it, it would be one thing, if Cliff was like, "Oh, I really like this cocktail sauce," but all of us were like, mm.
1: "Eh." So it sounds like tartar sauce, black drum. Yep. Is the move.
3: Yeah, tartar sauce, black drum, salad, hush puppies. That's if we myth. if we went again, we would, we would double do up on the black drum. Yeah. Do the hush puppies. Do the salad, and that's the
2: way to. That's the way to do it for sure. Yeah, don't regret it. It was good, but yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you know. The fish tricky. were kind. Of, the fish were kind of
3: spooky too. Going back to the fishing. Oh yeah, I had casted at a lot of. I like. I don't think you and Cliff realized how many redfish I actually casted at. Mm-hmm. Where like there were refuse, like they'd go look at the fly and then refuse it. Yeah. And normally, redfish are like they're committing. Oh, I see them. I'm I committed, and yeah. I changed like five or six flies before. Yeah, I got that commitment. Yeah,
1: there was a, a guide I fished with one time down there, like just you know he he, I don't know if he's a client with Roy's or something, but down in uh, not where you guys were fishing, but Port Port Aransas, mm-hmm. you know Corpus Christi area, and uh, you know he's out there. His name's Nate. I don't remember his last name, but mm-hmm. he's a he does a lot of you know guiding at the coast and then in the hill country and stuff. And uh, we went fishing out there with a couple of friends, and I was casting and stuff. He goes, you know, you're casting at mullet, right? I was like, I don't know that. Um, <laughs> I was like, can you please teach me like how to how to do that? And he's like, you know, the importance of sight casting, tailing, all these types of different things. Because I was like, I've probably been chasing mullet for two years. Bro. Well, yeah, that's that's my thing. <laughs> and I, I don't, I still don't know. Me neither.
2: I every like, time I go out there, I'm yeah. I'm always a little bit like, is that mullet, well? The more red? the
3: more you do it, yeah. The more you see how mullet move versus redfish move. And then you catch up on the colors, and then their shape. Sure, and because I can rips. tell a mullet right away. Like you'd be like, "Oh," is that? and then I was like, "That's a mullet." Um, but there were mullet tailing everywhere. Like all those tails we were seeing because were we were in pretty mullet. shallow water. We were in pretty shallow, and that can be deceiving. Yeah, because you know you see tails and you automatically think redfish. But right, right. There were they were mullet that were tailing.
1: I was fishing in Port A one time, and there was these huge drum tailing. I mean, you see their, you know, fins coming out, and you're like, "Is that a sea lion?" It's a paddle. (laughs) I mean, it's paddle. And I kept trying to get near them because they're on this, like, you know. These uh this oyster bed or whatever, and, man, holy cow, they were massive, but I couldn't get them interested in anything. Yeah. And I was so new to saltwater fly fishing at that point, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what to throw at these guys. You know, I'm throwing, like, a clouser, or, you know, redfish crack. Yeah. And, you know, and I just had I – was, I was aiming blind, you know, but, man, it was fun to be out there wade fishing with them and just seeing these – I mean, they're probably 30-plus pounds. Yeah. I mean, huge yeah. fish.
2: That's what's fun about, you know – just salt water, but redfish in general. Like, you actually yeah. get to see them. Even if you don't get a catch one, you know. It's hunting fish. Yeah, because you are seeing the fish. It's hunting fish. Yeah. And
3: that's what's fun. You see a fish. You make a cast. Yeah. You are involved in the whole process. Whereas trout fishing, you're like, I'm pretty sure there's trout here. Like, right. this looks like fishy water. The trout's not here. But I'm you never it. really know because trout blend in so well. You never really see them. Right, And then, you know, it's a little, it's more like a puzzle.
1: Yeah.
2: Trout
3: fishing is a puzzle. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Whereas... uh, Redfish is either on or not. Yeah. You got to put the pieces together, and then it will come together. Um, So, uh, you had a crazy story you were telling us about um, a guy you ran into with a rattlesnake oh while you Lord. were fishing?
1: Yeah, so I've got uh, – so in Marble Falls, one of my favorite places to fish – I can't go there anymore. The LCA has lo- locked it off. Um, but there was a uh, there was Max Starkey Dam. You know, so there's a series of dams on the Colorado River. Max Starkey Dam is the dam that creates Lake Marble Falls, and then below that is Lake Travis. And so one of the things we do is we go below Max Starkey Dam. We'd go fish down there and um my friend jason and i were down there this is years ago i'm over 10 years ago and so we used to go down there during white bass season cuz the white bass you know whenever um you know whenever they would spawn they would come at the, uh, come up into the shallows and at that time we had a drought you know and so if they were generating the bass would just just pile right up all the way to the dam. Um, and then when they'd stop generating, you could, like, wade down to the pools and still get into some of the schools of them. So you could limit out on white bass pretty quick if you were going for it. Mm. And so anyway, we're uh, we're there. But the thing about the LCR is they never tell you when they're going to generate. You know, they tell you what they did the day before, but they'll never tell you what they're going to do that day or days to come. Um, and so anyway, we're down there, and... Uh, we're just, we're, we're kind of just pocket fishing, you know, fishing some different places. And across the way, which is probably 150 yards across, uh, we see a man kind of stumbling his way across the, the riverbed. And, um, you know, if you've ever been to the coast, you, you kind of know what, like, people that live on the beach look like, right? They're super tan, you know. You could tell they've lived their life in the sun. Yeah. And so this guy's coming across. He's got, you know, he's got, you know, cut off jean jorts. And as he's getting closer, I was like, "Is that man holding a half-empty handle of vodka or something? <laughs> I don't know what type of you know alcohol it was, but it was something." So he's stumbling across, and as as he gets closer, I was like, "What is around his neck?" And he gets closer, and there's a rattlesnake around the man's neck. It's dead, so it's just you know dri- you know swinging back and forth as he's coming. And I was like, "Do we need to? Do we need to call nine one one? Are you okay?" And he goes. Yeah, it almost got me, but I got him first. <laughs> I was like, "What?" And me and Jason are like wide-eyed. He walks right past us, goes up the hill. That's the last we ever saw of him. It was crazy. I was like, "This is just absolutely." So he nuts.
3: killed. So the, 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 you would think that he killed the snake. And I'm then assuming took a trophy. He took it as a trophy. Yeah, man. I don't know if that guy over knew his
1: anything he's done that day or prior to. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He done? was definitely super drunk. And um and you know he was very inebriated, but it was just shocking. I was like, he's has a rattlesnake. Like it was clear, clear as day. That he had a dead rattlesnake on him.
2: Around his was
1: it a big one? Yeah, probably pushing five feet. Wow. Yeah, okay. Big, and fat. You know. Yeah. I mean, if you've lived in the hill country, you know what they look like. You know. Just those. But but it looked like he had probably hit its head with uh, rocks or something like that. But yeah. I was like, what on earth? I don't know who he was. How <laughs> he got there? Oh, man. It was it was uh, it was really something. <laughs> so yeah, the just there below Max Starkey Dam, just some uh, some some crazy guy with a rattlesnake.
3: Do you fish the
1: lakes uh, in Marble Falls on with a fly? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we do. One of my one of the things that we'll do. I mean, it's it's hit or miss, right? Like if I'm going to go out and fish, I love to hit the Lano. You know, all, all sorts. of – I love to go to Castell. Castell's just an experience um do you, you know about the rooster y- yes <laughs> that's a kind way to put it <laughs> yeah he's a mr life SD and i are quite acquainted and he is a trip um but uh yeah so you know there there's definitely you know lake marble falls is fun especially if you go towards where it's Dam, where it's a little more shallow you can definitely get into some fish back up there um you know like the the proper side of the lake is not is not great. You know, you have to fish really deep to get on fish. It's a pretty warm water. Well, okay, field. so that's what I was going
2: to ask. So like I said, you know, I had access to some, um, some areas up there in Marble Falls. Yeah. Fly fishing is so tough there. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: it is and it isn't. Like, you're, you're th- there's uh there's a lot of like, it's like anywhere, right? If you spend enough time there, you'll find the spots. Right. And I'm not a spot burner, right? You know, but there's no, definitely no, no. there's definitely like you know creeks and rivers and places that feed into those spots that are dynamite.
2: Yeah, and that seems to be the the if you're going to fly fish, yeah. LBJ or sure. falls, not LBJ. LBJ. yeah, LBJ too. Yeah, you got to find so close. You got to find the the waters that run into it. Yeah, the lake it, itself, unless yeah, it, you have a boat. Pretty much, it's not and, awesome. Yeah, you it's know, not awesome. and we. I don't know. We spent too many weekends just yeah going everywhere. One
1: to... of the one of the small creeks that feeds into you know um, Marble Falls is when I've learned of the Rio Grande cichlids. Mm-hmm. You know Rio Grande cichlids, want to call it because I uh, at that at that point I was just got into fly fishing. I knew nothing. Uh, it's about seven years ago, um, and uh, I was fishing this creek. I just like I'm on YouTube learning how to cast, and I think I was throwing a. a, a you know, some sort of a uh, jitterbug or something on top of the water in this Rio Grande, you know, cichlid, this Rio cichlid hits it. And I was like, some bozo dumped his aquarium out uh-huh. and I caught his fish. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I take a picture of it. I was like, what the heck is this? Uh-huh. i have never seen one. I didn't know what they were. And, uh, I just like laughed about it. I was like, oh, what a nutty thing to happen. And, um, Months later, I go into uh, Sportsman's Finest, you know, because that's the closest fly shop that I had. And I was like, y'all ever seen one of these? And the lady's like, yeah, it's a Rio Rio Grande Cichlid. I was like, what? I was like, that wasn't an accident? She goes, no, it's like a native fish. I was like, shut up. I was like, no way. Because I was like, this looked like something I saw at the Houston Zoo, you know. And it was so fun, and that's that's come, become one of my favorite fish to, to fish for. Up oh, in yeah.
2: Falls. Man, they're beautiful. They're fun. Plus, it's just like, I don't oh, know. Oh, you catch them yeah. on a three-way, yeah. they will take you for a ride. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're a lot of fun. When
3: did you start fly fishing?
1: When I was 29, so seven years ago. Okay,
3: what yeah. got you into it?
1: My friend, Ryan Adams, um, he was, uh, he, he fly fished a long time. He was on, so I worked for young life. He was on young life staff and, uh, we have a really close friendship and, you know, essentially like he was, you need to try fly fishing. Cause I love to fish. So I would, you know, spin cast, I'd go to the coast, all that kind of stuff. But the first time we went fly fishing was during white bass season. He's like, Hey, just try it. You'll love it. And I was, I tried I was like, this is so frustrating. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't understand. I, I, put the dadgum line backwards on my reel. (laughs) Like, like I was so beside myself and, uh, and, and I got kind of frustrated with it. And then I realized I was like, okay, uh, you need to just learn, you know, you need to just bite the bullet. It's going to be frustrating, you know? And so that's what I did. I kind of decided to take the plunge, uh, bought some decent equipment and just as like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. And so, when I really started to do that, I learned how to cast. I started learning things, and like anything, it's it's baby steps, you know. And it's and it's reps, it's learning, it's you know, do it again mm-hmm. and again and again. Like there's there's still, like I feel like I'm pretty fairly seasoned now, mm-hmm. but I also know that there's there's a lot of junk I don't even know how to do yet, right? Yeah, and that and that kind of keeps me engaged now. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's like a kind of a. An interesting, it's a know, good balance. Kinda,
3: yeah, it's a, a it's good a fun ho- dynamic. A good hobby is one that you can never master. Yeah, but, dude. and fly
2: fishing. I mean, But you're confident enough to where you can go out, you can have fun. There's always yeah, any but then there's, oh, yeah. There's, there's fly learning. tying.
3: You know, yeah. and there's yeah, like, and I'm not there yet. There's like so many. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm making a taco. As far as I mean, there's so many like different avenues you could go down. People make their own leaders. People do and like that's yeah. just like. Yep. There's no way to master master everything.
1: Yeah, and then and then there's like, you know, you bring your personality to it, right? Where it's like, for me, I'm like, I can't afford that, right? I can't afford that either from a brain capacity standpoint or financial <laughs> standpoint. I'm like, nope, can't do that. Like, I've got a friend right now outside of fly fishing who's like, you need to get into bow hunting. I was like, I can't. I, I know I'll get in deep, and I can't do it right now. Yeah. And in fly fishing, it's like, man, I'd love to go fly fish for bone fish, but it's like, I'm not there yet. Yeah. we had to wait a few more years yeah you know? <laughs> it's like you know it's kind of like baby steps into different things yeah. But like the thing i've I've got into recently is like learning how to um you know fish for carp yeah. you know mm-hmm. and and that just getting into that yeah You because know, yeah. I got a f- couple friends in Marble, Bill Neave, I don't know if you'll know Bill um, pretty uh you know he's he's a, an excellent excellent you know, fly fisherman, really good at, you know, specifically targeting carp, but he also can catch anything. Um, he's he's real close. With, I don't know if you guys are on Texas, you know, freshwater fly mm-hmm. fishers, Ryan Gold, mm-hmm. the two of them fish quite a bit together. Yeah, uh, I know Ryan from my old
3: days back at Orvis Austin. Oh, right on. He would come in and buy us out of uh, spinning hair for he bass He's a hair
1: bug junkie. Dude. Yeah. 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 I, I haven't met Ryan yet.
3: No, um, Ryan's a really nice guy.
1: Oh, uh, that's what like uh, when I talk to Bill. In his social Bill's like,
3: media personality is hilarious. I eat it up, dude. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm yep. here for it. So yep. fun. Yeah, he
1: he he cracks me up. But so he and Bill met through, you know, I think through probably the the Facebook page yep. that, that a lot of us sure. in Central Texas are a part of. Um, you know, I think it was like I think Bill was buying some hair bugs off him, and you know they connected. Mm-hmm. And, and Bill works for the LCRA, and so he's he he's oversees a lot of the parks and stuff. Has a lot of you know inside knowledge on some cool places to fish. Yeah. And So he and Ryan have kind of hit it off, but you know, you know, Bill, like he and his, he has two two boys, and uh, you know they're really like these. You know, one of the, one of his boys is like a really good carp fisherman. The other son like a f fish a little bit, but his, his one son is like really into it. And uh you know, so it's like been kinda of fun to talk with Bill and be like, All right, what do you do? you know, and and uh so that's a fun one to kinda of learn. I've yeah. got a I've got a couple common carp. Uh I've casted at a lot of carp, <laughs> buffalo. I don't know what they want me to do, but uh, there's some monster, you know, carp that I've cast at. Man, but.
3: I caught a buff. I caught two buffalo fishing in the Brazos. Yeah, I thought they were carp. Like I took pictures, post like big, like one of the buffalo was. Big, yeah. they could be huge. Posted it to social media. Caught my first carp. I'm super stoked, and everyone's like, "You're dumb. That is <laughs> a smallmouth <laughs> buffalo." <laughs> You're like, "I'm sorry." I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I didn't know."
0: <laughs> but they're yeah. like, "Those
3: are actually harder to catch." I'm like, "Sweet." <laughs> You're like, S- S- <laughs> "Suck it." Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. yeah. like, "How did you catch it?" I'm like, "I don't know. I thought it was a carp. I was fishing for like I was fishing for carp." <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah.
1: I've uh, there's two that that parade around the same spot. Like if you go and you you know like if you've if you've ever carp fished you can see their paths through the mud and, mm. you know like places they go and uh, and man these same two I I've, I've casted them five hundred times <laughs> and I'm like you y'all suck like you know and I'm not gonna foul hook them but it's like what do I have to throw you know but not there yet I don't know what it is
3: what is your most memorable fish on the
1: fly uh, probably when I was down at uh, down at Porte um, and we were fishing. Uh, you know, fishing for redfish, and um, you know I'm throwing a, a gurgler. You know I'm throwing a gurgler out there, targeting some reds. And out of nowhere, I mean, this 25 inch trout just slams it. And I thought oh. I had a good red on. I was uh-huh. like, "This is fun." And it's taking me for a ride. My buddy Jacob Cole's right on this other side of this mangrove. I was like, "I got a good one." <laughs> and uh, you know this this thing's taking me for a run. It was a strong fish. And I landed it, you know. I landed it. It was we, we measured him; it. It was just under twenty six. You know, it's twenty five and that, and that was so fun because it was like my first like good sized saltwater fish. We hunted for them. We're trying to find them. Well, a twenty five inch trout is no joke either. Yeah. Oh, that's a it was good fish. So fun. It was so fun. So yeah. that that's probably my most memorable. I've had a lot of good days on the water. Yeah. You know, like one of my favorite things to do. Like we live in a great place for white bass season, and so I mean, you can go out and just have a dumb day. I mean, you're yeah. catching over a hundred fish. Yeah. You're like this, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, yeah. and that, and that's. so well, then lot you start fun.
3: playing games. You know, you're like, you're oh, really can really I do. catch if I throw two flies? Can I catch <laughs> yeah. two on yeah. one? Because yeah. I've had days like that. It's yeah. like, all right, throw how can I closer. spice this up? Oh, now is the time to throw the taco. You know, yeah. you start like yeah. reaching to the bottom
2: of your fly box yeah. and things you never thought. For you'd... the worst thing you've ever tied, You're yeah. like, well, at least I want. Like... Yeah. Like yeah
1: one one cool thing that happened and I didn't catch this fish but um I was fishing for for white bass and I had a, a, a decent sized white bass on and uh this shadow was chasing it I was like what the heck you know I was like do we have a crazy catfish over here and uh it was a, a huge large mouth bass oh yeah and he ate the whole fish like the white on, bass on your
2: line yeah, yeah yeah
1: and uh there was no chance of me landing him um <laughs> you know he ate the entire white bass you know it was a it was a you know probably a 10 to 12 inch you know male. yeah uh-huh. but I mean he, I was like whoa what's happening you know and and uh, it was it had to be a 10 plus pound you know largemouth. Mm-hmm. yeah and he I saw him eat that fish uh-huh. and I was like oh my gosh and I'm like trying to pull him in but he I just, mean i didn't have I, I didn't have a strong leader on yeah you know, yeah I'm, throwing, like, I'm throwing probably 5x maybe yeah you know leader and uh yeah he he walked through that like it was a spider web I got another,
3: I got a story to back that up. So I was fishing, I did a trout school mm-hmm. on the Guadalupe at LNL. Okay, yeah. And um, where it's like half in the classroom, then we take you on the water. It's like for people who've never fished the guad. Yeah. This Good is like what you need to do. And there was like a father-daughter, and the daughter was eight years old. And the daughter was like way downstream fishing <laughs> right by these huge cypress trees. But she was up on the bank. Nice. And she hooked into a trout, and, like, there's me and one other guy there with nets, and we're basically, like, <laughs> running back and forth, right? Sure. Someone hooks up with a fish. We're netting them. Someone gets tangled. We're helping them just, like, doing whatever we can do. Uh, This girl hooks up with a trout, and she starts yelling, and I come running with the net, and this probably, like, it's got to be, like, an eight-pound bass, because this was, like, a 14-, f- 15-inch trout. This so huge fun. bass comes up from other trees and just inhales it. Yeah. And <laughs> what do it, you was, do? it was just game over. I mean, yeah. it broke. He got a trout.
0: Yep.
1: I mean You lost a li- you lost a fly, whatever. Right. But <laughs> yeah. I it's so yeah, cool. I yeah. It, again, it was just crazy. You know, like tanks like that. Those fish only come out. It's like they know. They're like, yeah, this guy's not getting me. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when I cut, I was like, this fish knew he can eat this fish, and I'm not getting him. He's going, yeah, on. yeah, yeah. nuts. Well, man. and
3: you, I think like an eight pound, like a bass that big. I have no doubt that those fish, oh, like those seasoned. like those big stripers. You know, like mm-hmm. they're just chowing on like those trout
1: are easy meals. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ospreys not going to get them a striper. Well, oh yeah. yeah, for
2: sure, for sure. It's so nice out there out there in the Mexican markets, where chilies stretch in the sun, high in the mountain air between backcountry skis and kids doing the first snowplow, or next to the pool after a long day of forgetting what day it is. We're all here to get out there and come home, more us than the us that went away. And when you save on travel as an Expedia member, you can travel even more. It's so nice out there, so let's go. Expedia. Made to travel. Terms apply. See site for details. How do you explain the unexplainable? That warmth that fills you up from the inside out? Does it come from the air? The sea? The sun? The people? Or
0: is
1: it something that can't be put into words? Because Aruba is more than a beautiful island. It's a feeling that brings out a happier, sunnier you. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your next visit
0: at aruba.com.
3: Um so fun. Let's get into our articles. Cool. Um, who wants? Who do we want to do first? I'll go first. That way, I'll go first.
2: What are you doing? You're doing Florida Man? Uh,
3: no, I'm doing neat things in nature. Oh. Neat things
1: in nature.
3: <laughs> All right. So, the longest living animals
2: on earth. Oh, okay. I'm excited for this.
3: Yeah, so this is just like a compilation of like some of the animals that live... The longest. Well, wait, so
2: I made a cliff. I'm going to name all of them right now. Uh, Galapagos turtle, uh, elephant. No.
1: <laughs> Blue whale. Are they old? I don't know.
2: So Tortoises of some sort? The, and right. this works from like
3: to the oldest. Okay. So okay. there's 10. The bowhead whale, uh, potentially okay. 200 plus years. Okay. First
1: time Kurt's ever heard of a
2: bowhead whale. They're, they <laughs> have a head that goes <laughs> like this. Yep, <laughs> the more you know.
3: Yep. <laughs> Um, and they are the, uh, the, bowhead whale is the longest living mammal. Okay. Just so you guys know. How big is it? Um. You have to tell us. No, it doesn't say, but oh. this picture makes it look very big.
2: Okay. Where's the whale? Uh,
3: the whale have a mutation in gene called ERCC1, which is involved with repairing damaged DNA. And that may help protect the whales from cancer, a uh, potential cause of death.
1: Huh? I was worried about them.
3: Yeah. (laughs) So, how well getting cancer? The (laughs) next one is the Rough Eye Rockfish. Again, another 200 plus years old. Oh. Have you guys seen a rockfish
2: before? Yeah, they're the ones that, if you pull up too fast, they're bladder and bloats. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yep. they're so deep. Yeah. I've yep. yep. caught some of those in Alaska. Really?
1: Not on a fly rod. They're yeah. 200 feet underwater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're
2: deep. But now, yeah. wait. There's actually a way that you can return them
3: safely, right? Oh, really? There is a way you can return them safely. I do not know what that process
2: is. Me neither. I All just right. know that recently they're talking. Probably about Probably
3: attach it. a weight and send them to the bottom. I think that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, can I promise. I like like didn't know. How to yeah. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people keep
2: them, though. Like, if oh, you're if yeah. you yeah. you Rockfish are that, good to eat. Yeah. 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 And I think it's like, well, it's already dead. You know, yeah, most of the time you're dead. bringing them up, they're
1: kind of limp. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So the
3: next one is a freshwater pearl mussel, 250 years old. Oh, wow. okay.
2: A pearl mussel, so it's a freshwater pearl.
3: Yep. They're also an endangered species. Oh. The population is declining due to a variety of human-related factors, including damage and changes to river habitats they depend on. Okay. Uh the next one is a Greenland shark, two hundred and seventy-two plus years old.
2: Now those ones look like all like dumpy, right? Like that? Yeah, like that. There it is. Yeah. And they open their mouths and they're like
3: eh. Um, they can grow to be twenty four feet and have a diet that includes a variety of other animals, feet. including fish and marine mammals such as
2: seals. What's a what's a great white? How long do they get? Like
1: probably in the twenties, but like that. Yeah, twenty four is a big fish. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, tube worm is the next. They live to be three hundred plus years old.
2: Aren't they dangerous too?
3: Uh, I don't know about that. There's the picture if you guys want to see. Are uh, um, invertebrates that have long lifespans in the cold, stable environment of the deep sea. Tube worms have a low death rate with few natural th- threats such as lack of predators, which has helped them evolve to have such long lifespans. Gotcha. The more you know. The uh, ocean clam, 500-plus years old. It's a saltwater clam, and they're found off the coast of Iceland. Or this one that was 507 years old was found off the coast of Iceland. I wonder how they, like,
1: date that age. Right. You think they just ask them? Yeah. Yeah. How many birthdays have you had? (laughs) (laughs) You're happy as a clam. Is there 507 of them? (laughs) Golly. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, is there just a biologist from years ago, he's like, well, I've been keeping track of Jim the clam here for a while. <laughs> right, I Just wondered, passed it down to his ancestors. Right. It's like
3: counting rings. or There's got yeah, to be something pressure. like that. Yeah. So now is where we make the big jumps. Black coral is 4,000-plus years old. Well, coral is a
2: plant, right?
3: Yeah, I guess it is. Invertebrate uh, is made up of... They are actually made up of exoskeletons of invertebrates. Okay, so that's not a
2: plant. Can you yeah.
3: imagine how
1: bored they are? Four thousand years sitting on the bottom of the deal? ocean.
0: Jeez.
3: Yeah, that's. <laughs> that's, <the water. laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, I that's a long the, life. I don't want
1: that reality. I don't want that. Especially if you're you can't move. You right. get to watch, turtles. <laughs> <laughs> you get to watch turtles.
3: So the next one is a glass sponge, ten thousand plus years old. Okay. They are glass sponges are among the longest living sponges on Earth. Members of this group are often found in the deep ocean and have skeletons that resemble glass. Who knew? Um, I can't pronounce this one. Tertoropus deroni. What I think you nailed, like? nailed it. Yeah, I think I nailed it. <laughs> I've
1: never seen the word, but
2: you nailed it.
3: Uh, potentially immoral. Oh, oh
2: shoot. So what's number one?
3: Uh, they are called immortal jellyfish because they can potentially forever. Jellyfish start life as larvae before establishing themselves on the seafloor and transforming into polyps. Yeah. These polyps then produce free-swimming, man, mesejus, mesejus, <laughs> or jellyfish, mature uh, ones are special and that they can turn back into pulps if they are physically damaged or starving oh, and then later nice. return to their jellyfish state.
1: That's can you cool. imagine being a jelly like you can live forever. Right. And then you wash up on a beach like an idiot. <laughs> 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 <can> I could have <laughs> lived forever. Wash up on a beach. I'm in Galveston. <laughs> the, so the kids
2: poke <laughs> me with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> it's the a terrible reality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> These
3: jellyfish are native to the Mediterranean <laughs> Sea can repeat this feat of reversing their life cycle multiple times and therefore may never die of old age under the right conditions.
1: They can repeat their life cycle? Yeah, because
2: yeah, they go the, back from polyp to oh, jellyfish. they just respawn. Yeah. Cheat codes, man. Right. And go back, <laughs> go back to baby and do it again. Crazy. Well, last but not least, Hydra,
3: also potentially immoral.
2: Hail Hydra? Hail Hydra.
3: They are a small group of inver- invertebrates with soft bodies that look a bit like a jellyfish. Hydras also have the potential to live forever. They don't show signs of deteriorating with age. The invertebrates are largely made up of stem cells, which continually regenerate through duplication or cloning. Hydras don't live forever under natural conditions because of threats like predators and disease. Without these external threats, they could be immortal. Do
2: you have a picture of the Hydra?
3: Yeah. Creepy looking.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. yep. That's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, that's terrifying. Is it very small? I hope so. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope it's like an average size. Because like, if it's too small, then I get freaked out. It's going to insert of me like through my eye hole or something. Yeah. You know. Too big? Eat me. Like, I, get, I get, The size of your hand would be an too appropriate small, size. Too small,
1: it's a terrifying parasite. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. Size of your hand is an appropriate size of something. I'm like, I could step on you if I needed to. I could throw
1: you against a wall if I have to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's a good word.
2: All right, Kurt. So you ready
1: to do? You're doing an article for us. Yes, this oh, is the uh, on, patrol. on patrol. On patrol. Let's do it. <coughs> so I don't know if uh, if any of you guys listen to This American Life, but um, you know the guys were telling me about uh, you know game wardens going above and beyond. And there was a uh, episode on This American Life years ago where they were spotlighting people in different industries that went above and beyond for their you know normal realm of their job and so they were spotlighting a a game warden up in northern california and this is years ago whenever poaching salmon in california was a big problem and so he and these other game wardens were trying to catch these guys poaching but they would have a spotter camped out somewhere in the woods so as soon as like a game warden truck or really any vehicle would come they'd call it in and those guys would just be gone they would disappear they'd you know jump in something and so he's like, we've got to figure out how to catch these guys. So, you know, through a variety of, you know, different tools and stuff, they kind of figured out, okay, we think this is where they're poaching them. We think this is where their spotter's going and everything. And so this game warden essentially was like, okay, I think the only method to catch them is via the river. And so he literally got a, a wetsuit. He got a bunch of like some big leather gloves. He tucked his flashlight into his, you know, into his wetsuit or his belt or something he had his, you know, his, his, uh, his badge and all this stuff, probably, uh, you know, some sort of a firearm. And I think it was two miles up river or some, you know, decent amount of space jumps in the river. And uh floats downstream to where he knows these guys are fishing. Now
2: was he scubaing or scuba diving or just Essentially. Yeah. Okay. I mean he
1: wasn't I don't think he was like submersed the whole time, but he definitely had a wetsuit gotcha, on. Gotcha. One the water's cold and two, you know, I think just you know, safety or whatever. And so anyway, he uh he finds out where these guys are fishing, they're casting way out there. I guess they're bait fishing, they're probably not fly fishing at night. And um he he grabs one of the guys line uh uh-huh. with his leather gloves. And they literally are freaking out he's like i can hear them that they're like this is the biggest fish we've ever had on they think (laughs) they have caught the salmon of all salmon and he goes so i start you know kind of messing with a little bit i start kind of fighting back you know jerking my hands moving my arms back and forth (laughs) and he goes and they they literally reeled me in he's like they reeled me in and when i got in shallow enough water to where i could stand up i stood up kicked on my flashlight and uh, said, hello, boys, California State Game Warden, you are under arrest. <laughs> and he caught, I think it was like three or four like poachers. Oh, man. They reeled in a Game Warden. <laughs> that is a real story. You can Google it, This American Life Game Warden. Unreal. When I heard that for the first time years ago, I was beside myself. I was oh, like, man, yeah. Can you imagine these poor guys like sitting there having a great night? We're catching fish. This is great. We're not gonna get caught. And they reel in a game warden. That
3: game warden's a legend. Oh man. A yeah. legend. Yeah. A legend. Yeah.
1: It's a good like I-, I wish I knew the number of the podcast of what it was, but man, so funny. That's great though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. talk Did about a game actually warden interview going for the him. Next level? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, good I'm going to have to go find yeah, that one and listen sure. to it. Yeah, yeah, I'll try to find it and tag you guys in it. That's oh, man, awesome. That's great.
3: All
2: right. Are right, you guys ready for Creature Watch? Creature Watch. Let's this was it.
3: a listener recommendation.
2: It was. So, today I'm bringing you guys a story of... It <laughs> is uh, the Squonk, the Pennsylvania Squonk. As Landon said, this was listener recommended. Um, so... It lives in the Hemlock Forest of northern Pennsylvania. There's some swamps around there, right? Uh, so, if you guys had to guess, what year do you think the story of the Pennsylvania squawk squonk was first told? I'm
1: going to go 1838. Okay,
2: 1838. I'm going to go... Let's just go 1900. Okay, 1900. It's 1910. Oh, well done. So, that's pretty close. Um, it came out in the book called Fearsome Creatures... Of, the counter worlds.
3: It came out in a book.
2: Of the lumber worlds, sorry, it came out in a book first. Yes, that's the first documentation of the squonk.
3: That was a documented sighting that they wrote about in a book,
2: or that was like,
3: oh, there's this creature. I got creative and the documented sighting.
2: Okay, yeah, because it was creatures of the lumber worlds. Okay, so at the time, Pennsylvania, they're using a lot of the the trees there for lumber. And they were documenting the things they were finding. Squawks are rampant. Right? (laughs) Uh, So, after this book came out, people kind of went searching for it, right? But they didn't really find anything. And then again, another book in 1939 came out called Fearsome Creatures. And it kind of got people talking about this again. So, of course, every time there's a new creature comes out, people want to go out and kill it, right? That's how it works. They're like, oh, there's only one of them. I want to kill it. So... um. As people looked for this animal, it is extremely slow and ugly, right? People say it kind of looks like it's the shape of a pig, but its skin is like 20 times too big for its body. So it's just like piles and piles of skin on an animal, right? And, uh, it's so it's attractive. It's very good attractive. Good-looking animal. Very good-looking, mm-hmm. good. right? Good it's a little slimy. <laughs> it is covered in warts and boils as well. Oh, good. Uh. <laughs> Yes, it has these webbed feet. Which uh, people scientists believe that is because it has evolved Wait. them. Scientists or people? Scientists. <laughs> okay. Everybody's a scientist if you look into stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> go. we'll go with that answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, and if you're listening, you should probably pause and draw whatever on you <laughs> your Send it to us in our. Yeah, that idea. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right yeah. here. Draw it before you look it up. I want to see the super wrinkly, webbed it foot it animal in your brain. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Exactly. We, that, we should start doing that. I like post that idea. We need to post the submissions. <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, it, has, it has tusks that come from its mouth, right? <laughs> also has yellow slime all over its body as well, on top of the warts and the boils and everything else. Um, Sounds like a rough life. Right. Well, it's funny you mention that because the creature is very sad. This doesn't surprise me. He's no one. (laughs) (laughs) one If this was my reality, (laughs) I'm (laughs) depressed. (laughs) My skin was 20 times too Uh, big for my body. Yeah. Uh, So he is very sad, constantly crying. Like people say like when they do see it, it's always shedding tears. It always has like a glum, like sad look on its face. Um, However. Is it Eeyore's dad? It's Eeyore's Eeyore's dad. (laughs) 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 Right. Eeyore and Piglet, you know. When people do hunt it, it actually has a great reflex. And that is it turns into a puddle, a sad puddle. Mm. So somehow, whenever people find the creature and it realizes that, it just, exactly, exactly right? Yeah, <laughs> turns. <laughs> turns into It a just puddle. turns into a sad little puddle. And the, the hunters will go up and be like, what is this? And they'll be like, oh, that's the, that's the squonk. It turned into this.
1: Mm-hmm. Do they still shoot it? <laughs> I don't know. You might get squonk all over. It, right? <laughs> you might get a
2: little, little squonk, squonk juice. Uh, the last thing I have is that the method of breeding for the squonk. It's <laughs> also very sad. Is uh, <laughs> that's unfortunate. It's uh, a binary fission, so it just splits into another version of itself. How fun! Yep. <laughs>
1: a binary fission. So it doesn't eat people or. You know, what if you step in the squonk yeah. puddle? Um, Does it absorb he, you and you I become he, a squonk? Oh
2: yeah. And then like when it re you know, animate, you can
1: respawn just like the uh, the other thing. And that, yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? Or when it
2: reanimates you're just like a face on the back end of the squonk or something. You ever think, you think after know?
1: rain how many squonks you accidentally walked up on? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. That's just a puddle. Or you know. I am li- excited
3: to
2: hear what our listeners draw <laughs> of based squawk. on our description. Yeah, I, I wanna see it's this. Like ugly skin covered Tusked pig with boils and warts, it not look sad all the time and, and with yellow slime. Manifest
1: depression, somehow, exactly.
2: yeah, yeah, right. I'm intrigued, let's yeah, see, let's see it. People, if you guys want, it does. It looks, I'm,
1: I might draw something, Let's we'll see, yeah.
2: okay, okay.
1: yeah. okay. we'll
3: see what happens. Okay, yeah, okay, see what happens. <laughs> cool. Um, so that's all of our articles. Uh, Kurt, yes, what is the story behind the fish taco?
1: So it's pretty simple. Um, I was, uh, so it was, it was shortly after I'd gotten into fly fishing. And so I started joining, you know, I got into fly fishing, bought the gear, got the waders. I've got my fly fishing rod, you know, and I'm starting to like learn about flies and all this stuff. And as, uh, you know, people in my community found out, excuse me, that I was uh, getting into fly fishing, you know, you start finding out like who's the fellow fly fishermen are. Mm-hmm. And so there was this old fella named Don Barber, and Don was principal at the high school for a long time. He was a coach. Uh, he was the executive director of a, a great camp out in Marble Falls called Camp Penile. Just a just a neat guy. And uh, I knew Don was really into fly fishing. And so you know, I uh, joined some of these you know fly fishing groups on Facebook and started you know kind of. That's how I learned about fly fishing was through Facebook, YouTube. I mean, I just. I was like, I don't know anybody locally that really is going to teach me. So I'm just going to jump in. So I started kind of, you know, teaching myself through the expertise of others. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was on these different, you know, Facebook pages. And so at that time, there was a, uh, a picture that was kind of bouncing around through all these, uh, you know, fly fishing groups. And it was this some uh, girl, you know, that uh, had made a taco on her vice. And you could see, like, her smiling face in the background I added her on on Instagram, you know. Later down the road, it's like chew, it's, it's chewy something. I can't remember, um, but anyway, she was she made a taco just for fun. And, and the fun thing about fly fishing is like everybody creates their own stuff. Yeah. And so I saw it, and as a joke, I screenshot it, send it to my friend Don. I said, "Hey, you want to whip up a taco for me?" And Don immediately, he's like seventy six at the point at this point. He goes, you want it with or without sauce? <laughs> <laughs> that was his immediate response. To freaking Don, what a great response. He's so funny, dude. And so he uh, he, he, he got some little pieces of foam or whatever and kind of made a, a real chintzy taco. I still have it at the house. Uh, my, like, little cabinet where I display my, my the progression of the taco. And uh, his, his son, who's a, one of my best friends, his name is Jess Barber, um, I invited him to go fly fishing. I said, hey, Jess, I'm going to go hit some of the creeks in marble. You want to go? He goes, yeah, I'll come. And so his dad sent him with the taco fly. Uh-huh. Like just a goofy little, I mean, it's like a little piece of, of, of uh, you know, foam with like a little strip through it. I mean, and he took some like dots and put some dots on it. And so Jess and I went to hit one of my little favorite spots in marble with the uh, taco, you know, the original taco, if you will. And I was like, Jess, watch me catch a fish on this thing and so i i put it on and i'm casting out and dude sure enough stupid perch are just just <laughs> coming and i've seen that picture make the rounds yes yeah. multiple yes. Times. yes yes multiple, multiple so times. jess yeah. is the bearded man in that picture so it's like i split up i think into three pictures it was like holy cow who knew fish like tacos too uh-huh. and then it turned into all these memes of like the perfect lure doesn't exist <laughs> yeah. you know and all these things <laughs> yeah. i mean it's literally all over the internet it's hilarious um and so Jess, you know, Jess and I, we, we catch some fish on the taco. We're laughing our butts off. I was like, I knew, I was like, dude, perch are so silly. They'll hit anything. Right. And, uh, you know, so we catch a fish on the taco. I take a picture of it, throw it on my Instagram, just as a joke. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy cow, fish like tacos too. I think that was my caption. And um, anyway, you know, some, uh, some weeks go by and it just starts blowing up. Like, I'm getting tagged and stuff, and I'm just laughing. I was telling my wife, I was like, this is so stupid. I was like, this is exactly what would happen to me, that a taco fly, like, I'm trying to get into fly fishing, the dumb thing I that I'm a part of turns into this meme. <laughs> Which, if you know me, that's very typical. And so we're just laughing about it, and uh, my, my buddy Luke Nunley, um, Luke, I would say, can, like, smell money like a shark smells blood. <laughs> and he's like, can I take you to lunch? I was like, yeah, dude, of course. And so he takes me to lunch, and he's like, hey, dude, um, you can make a lot of money off this fly. I was like, yeah, you think so? Because I don't really care. (laughs) Like, I really didn't care. He goes, you can make, like, a lot of money. He's like, we need to start making them. You sell them at, like, 10 bucks a pop. I was like, dude, the most... Really nice flies are $10 a pop for the record. He goes, yeah, lures, whatever. He doesn't know anything about fly fishing.
0: Uh
1: And so he's like trying to press me into it. I was like, look, dude, uh, I'm not trying to make a fortune off this. I like to fish. It was funny. (laughs) I was like, I have a full-time job. And so he's like, you need to like, dude, I don't care. I'm I'm not trying to get involved or anything. I'm just telling you, it's a great idea. I was like, all right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. He offered to, like, build a website, find all this stuff. And I was like, dude, I don't have time for it. So I was kind of dismissive of him, which may not be my wisest moment. But anyway, you know, long story short, we uh, I started, like, playing around with the idea. I was like, you know what? Like, that was kind of funny, but it's not – it was real sl- – you know, like, like Don did it in just, like, a whim, just for fun. Uh-huh. And so I was like, you know, I did catch fish on it. I could probably work on the design. And so I started, like, trying out different types of hooks, Um Started playing around with the idea and the design, and so I'd, I'd tie some up. You know, really, it feels like arts and crafts. You're cutting out shapes, you're gluing it all together. Yep, yep. And uh, so I, I kind of started playing with it, and then I found some, you know, some hooks by Umqua the TMCO hooks, like they're streamer yeah. hooks. And I was like, this feels like the right size. And so I found some, um, and I started making the small tacos at first. And dude, when I first started making them, I'm like, uh, I don't have any of this. Okay, I was here, say, I,
2: I have one of my. Yeah, Yeah, so
1: when I first started doing it, I was, like, using plain yellow foam, and I was literally putting brown dots on it. You know, I mean, they were ridiculous. They uh-huh. were
2: way too much work. I remember seeing the pictures of the old ones. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So I started doing that. And then um, and then eventually, like, I kind of came up with a design. Like, hey, this actually looks pretty good. This f- feels pretty good. And so I came up with a taco design that I felt pretty good about. And then I was like, man, it'd be cool to catch, like, largemouth bass, maybe redfish. And so I bumped it up to, like, a larger hook, which is what, what, uh, what you guys have right now, uh-huh. which I call the super taco, which is – uh, a gentle nod to a Mexican restaurant in Marble Falls called Super Taco. Mm. <laughs> they make the best breakfast burritos. They're amazing. Uh-huh. Super good. So it's kind of like a nod to them. Um, but anyway, I started making them, and uh, they really work. The funny thing is, like, and a lot of flies work, right? So the the thing about it is, like, we've caught, obviously, perch, mm-hmm. smallmouth bass, largemouth bass, Guadalupe bass, uh, Rio Grande cichlid, um Sea trout, redfish. Those uh-huh. are the ones we've had. I've got some guys up in Colorado. I gave them some guides, and they're like, "On the right day, we can catch trout on this." Yeah. I was like, "Go nuts!" I know nothing. Um, and so, yeah, we've we've uh, you know, it's it's been pretty fun. I kind of I, I kind of make them just for kicks. It's not a big successful business or anything like that. I have a full time <laughs> job. It's like kind of fun, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been a blast. You know, I go to fly shops and I'll bring some tacos. And kind of say like, hey, you know, if I'm traveling, I'll bring like a handful of tacos and guys are just beside themselves at shops. I've given them out to a lot of guides and people have caught some fun stuff on it, but it's really just been a fun, you know, silly project that i've gotten to do on the side of uh my real job what i get to do yeah but uh it's been fun man it, one of my favorite things is like when i send them out to people that order them like every now and then i'll put something on a facebook group or, or something like that hey if you want a taco hit me up and dude every time i do that it's like 200 or so tacos mm-hmm. people are like oh i want to give these out it's it's as much as like a novelty item yeah as yeah. it is an effective fly yeah. right But one of the guides I gave him to at the coast, he goes, it actually kind of looks like a crab, you know, on on top of the water. He goes, like, when they kind of escape, he's like, they'll kind of jitter on the top.
2: Yeah. I was like,
1: I mean, I didn't know that. (laughs) No, because they do, because they
2: kind of, because I, yeah. Yeah, they skid on top. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. But I've, I've, uh, I've caught, like, personally, I've caught largemouth bass, Guadalupe bass, perch, um, Rio Grande Cichlid, and I almost got a red on it one uh-huh. time, but he just, I mean, it's like you saw him rise, come up, and then go back down. I was yeah. like, no! <laughs> but I'll, I'll get one. But yeah. they're a lot of fun, man. They're a good time.
2: They look great. I mean, like, you yeah. know. What Did it's,
1: I, I, it's people no slap them on their hats. Is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Is there
3: any actual tying involved in like thread. No, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, just no. it's just gluing glue- foam. <laughs> dude.
1: I was telling Matt Bennett, which a lot of you guys probably know who Matt yeah. Bennett is. Yeah. And we were like, I was messaging him and, and I was like, dude, you're so good at fly tying. I'll, I'll, it's so cool to see. And, and, uh, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I remember saying, I was like, all I can make is a stupid (laughs) (laughs) taco. Like, I'm like literally doing arts and crafts in my office, and I'm like, this is dumb. I got punches and shapes and... And there was definitely like, I mean, without a doubt, there was trial and error. Let's give this a shot. Let's try this. I'd go out and, and, and test it. And I finally got to a place where I feel like that's the design.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. and so
1: it's like the the original Taco, you know, which is, I think, a size uh, size 6 Tiemco hook. And then the uh, um, the... Super Taco, which is a size two, yeah, a two. Tiempo, um, you know, streamer hook, and uh, yeah, they're they're awesome. Like they really they hold up well. Like you can catch multiple fish on them. Yeah. I, I put a lot of glue on those boogers. Um, <laughs> so where do, do you good. where do you buy your foam from? Uh, have you all heard of Hobby Lobby or Michaels, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. wondering because the yeah. glitter
3: foam, but I don't see glitter foam that often.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of strategic. The reason I did that is because the glitter foam is actually adhesive on one side. And oh, so, so when I cut ahead. out my shapes, I, I peel off the oh. adhesive side, and I'll add my glue, but it really just kind of helps, like, it helps them hold up longer. Right. Because, like, when I first started doing them, I realized, man, I don't know if I have the right type of glue or this or that. And so that kind of adds to the security of the oh, so uh, What type all of taco.
3: glue did you settle on? Because there's, like, all yeah, kinds of super glue. Yeah, I,
1: I do the uh, Gorilla Gel glue. Okay. Okay. It's yeah, the clear it's, one, right? Mm-hmm. or yeah yep, yeah, yep, and that's uh I haven't had any issues about them falling apart on me. And those, you know, honestly, like and you guys know this in fly fishing, good quality hooks are huge. Yeah. You know, so it's like you can catch a really big fish and that booger's not going to bend, break, mm-hmm. nothing like that. It's not like your little uh eagle claw from Walmart hooks. Right, They're like good quality, do. strong hooks like that's a saltwater hook on that on the uh on, super on the Super Taco. taco. Yeah, cuz most of the guys that are fishing that are hitting hitting redfish, and sea trout and stuff yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. It's been really fun, man. Like yeah. I had one guy that's one of my customers. He has like a, a Sabine skiff and he put like a poncho on with a sombrero <laughs> and he's like taking the fish tacos out. I was like, this is so funny. Mm-hmm. So it's been a so fun thing we've stumbled on. How many impressions did you make on Instagram when it went viral? Uh, well, it's it's kind of hard to measure. And the reason is because whenever I made my post, I didn't have any anticipation that it was going to go viral. And so what people did, you know, is they screenshot it. And then they would make a meme out of it. Right. And so probably the the one that I see the most is it's like, you know, people would say like the perfect, this doesn't exist. So I said the perfect lure doesn't exist. And then oh, dot, wait. dot, dot, yeah. dot. And, and then they would they would use my my picture. Sometimes I'll get tagged. Like there's a couple guys like um, the fiberglass manifesto. He, hmm. he figured out who I was, was kind enough to like, hey, I want to post it. And I was like, dude, go for it. So cool. Um, and a couple other like fly fishing pages and stuff. But. I mean, dude, I'll, I'll get tagged and stuff every now and then, and it just cracks me up. Yeah. I if mean there's, you
3: had to put a guess on how many times you think that had been like liked,
1: oh, well over a million. You yeah. think so? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's a, there was one, um, you know, one page that I was, I was on, and, and the just the shares, not the likes, but shares were over a hundred thousand, and I was like, this is so stupid,
3: a <laughs> hundred thousand shares. Shares, yeah. Oh, shares. then you're in the millions. Yeah, of for likes. sure.
1: For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, and it's oh and it's funny, gosh. but it's also like nobody knows that jacket. Oh <laughs> They're man. like they just see yeah, like just yeah, because like it's like so a, many memes have turned from and it. That's <laughs> when I learned about the uh, you know you got a watermark stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I made a logo, <laughs> but what, now yeah, too late now. Though.
2: But now we're, you're we're the, gone. The fish taco fly is your handle, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so if I guess yeah. if people search for it. yeah, if you're like... on
1: Instagram, you know that's on there. And, and and man, it's 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 been a it's been a hoot. But yeah, the fish taco fly. At Instagram and um, working on, like, we're, we're going to get a website going at some point. What I really need to do, and if anybody out there can hear this and help with this, I need to figure out manufacturing because it's, like, everybody that's listening, we have full-time jobs. We have things that we got to do. We got wives. We got families. Um, and so what I'm trying to do is figure out, how can I get them made and I don't have to make them? Because yeah. they take a good amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And all I was like, like that's
3: something I put on our website. Yeah. Because like, somebody would be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm here to buy a
1: hat, but oh, I want to. Sure. You know, like, well, I even drew up a thing that I was like, you know, and I've asked like, like you guys, I'm in fly fishing. I go to fly shops all the time. If I'm traveling, I'm popping into fly shops. And I've asked multiple like fly shop owners. I was like, hey, I make these tacos. They're stupid, right? (laughs) I was like, like, it's hilarious. It's not a midge. It doesn't articulate anything. It's a, it's a taco. (laughs) It's a novelty item. You can put it in a hat or you can fish with it. If you catch something on it, it's hilarious. It's fun. Right. Um, but I made this like deal, you know, where it's like a I call it the Taco Shack. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: I was like,
1: little Taco Shack. You have some peg hooks. You could put your super tacos and your your regular taco flies. I was like, and set it on the counter at every fly shop. Uh-huh. I was like, it probably pe- they probably sell like crazy because if anything, one of the things that's funny about it is if if somebody's like really really deep into fly fishing, they don't have a taco. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's so funny. So it's like if you're, like, trying to buy a gift for somebody. And they somebody, want to show their buddies. Oh, yeah. they want to buy yeah.
2: a gift. And it just makes you happy. Like, there's it something does. about looking at it. It's <laughs> so just, like, dumb. it's so pleasing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so great. Yeah. It's hilarious. And it, yeah. and
1: what's funny is, like, if you actually fish it in the right conditions at the right species,
2: you, you can, catch fish you can catch on it. You catch fish too. on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, it's funny. It's great to look yeah. at. But it is,
3: like,
0: it's you can so, use it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So when you because you sent me some. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and me and Zach went out we and went fished. Out. Yeah. And it was just the slowest day of fishing. Sure. We fished the taco. We fished other things. We yeah. didn't
2: catch really anything. I yeah. Caught, yeah, I think we caught two fish the whole day. One of them at the very end, like we see the truck, we're about yeah. to leave, and I caught one on the taco. So I yeah, <laughs> man. It was so crazy, And that's GoPros the funny thing about dead. it, it's
1: almost like a challenge.
2: It is. Can yeah. I catch a fish on a taco? Yeah.
1: But the thing, like, I had a, one of my buddies, Zach, down at uh, Corpus Christi, like, he and his, uh, I don't know if it's fiance, girlfriend, but they went out and they fished the lights one night, you mm-hmm. know, like in uh, you know, in the bay or something, yeah. you know, people's condos or whatever. And he's like, dude, we caught so many trout and redfish on this thing. I was like, dude, that's hilarious. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, well, that is so funny.
3: I was in comfort two weeks ago. Yeah. On a f- vacation with my fam. I caught a couple panfish on some regular flies. Yeah. And I was like, I brought the tacos. I'm yeah. fishing them. Because that day that we fished has haunted me. Yeah. And I started fishing them. Dude, I caught two really yeah nice bass.
1: It's funny, dude. Like, I mean, they're, they're similar to like, you know, if you're fishing like more still water, like a lake or a pond or a creek, you know, where it's not like everything's moving real quick. You know, you, you you bring that booger across the top of the world because they float, like right. they don't submerge. Right? They float, but they'll kind of they'll move around on the <laughs> top and a they, little bit. They like get a little pop too. Yeah, it'll piss a bass off. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. They'll be like, "What are here?" So
3: I I filmed that. And I have a video to edit. And I'll I'll send it to you. when Yeah, it's done. that'd be awesome. Let's see it's, it. It's a good one. The Taco yeah. Bell Redemption. My personal favorite is the Doritos Locos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So,
1: yes. This is how I knew Landon was a uh, big Taco Bell guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, uh, I told him I was like, dude, 'Dude, I'd be happy to send you some send you some flies.' Like, you know, just kind of for fun. Yeah, yeah. I met like one time we were fishing the Guadalupe, and I and I met Landon briefly. I don't remember this. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's totally fine. So he had a client out when so he's working with Orvis, and uh, me and I think my. I think it was my buddy Jacob Cole, maybe Ryan Bovey. great dudes, some of my best friends. We were out fishing, and, uh, you know, you were out there, and I was, I I think I tried to pick your brand, which isn't the wisest move when you're talking to guides. Sometimes you'd be like, I'm sorry, I didn't pay you, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, I was like, hey, man, how you doing? You having any success? And and he was really kind, and was like, yeah, dude, I've had some, you know, I've been trying this, this, and this. I was like, oh, dude, thank you, you know? And uh, so... You know, we we kind of took your advice and tried some different spots, and you know, put on some flies that you'd recommended on the Did it work? Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Oh, good. Yeah, and so I think <laughs> I love the good part. Yeah, yeah. I want to say I either I looked you up on, I think you gave me your number that day. And I think I looked you up online, found you, and somehow the taco thing came up, and I was like, dude, I'd love to send well, you Well, then flies.
3: we have a mutual friend, too.
1: Yeah, yes. Uh, like yeah, a Kate very Lewis. close yeah, absolutely. mutual friend. Yes, yeah, she's wonderful. Kate Lewis. Yeah, yeah I'm going to yeah. send her this podcast and be like, hey. Yeah, you should. You hey, should. you she need, should need to listen to goes. this podcast. Yeah. 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 yeah, you need to listen to this. Yeah, she's really good friends with my wife and sounds like your wife, too. Yeah, My my wife and her were like, best friends so fun in college so fun yeah so yeah so anyway we uh you know i, I sent him some and you were I, like how did it come up i don't remember like you were like can you make a loco's taco fly and i was like i can make anything you want <laughs> yeah <I> was... <laughs> you give me enough glue
3: because i think i did a
1: cool were you not making them cheese. were you not making them at that point i was making uh i called Just the, the yellow the bling taco where i did a gold and a silver so, I have like the traditional yellow, and then I did a gold and a silver. And I think you were like, can you make a Doritos loaf? Like, as yeah. a joke. Yes. I think you were Joshua, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, absolutely. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. So, cool. You ran- have the fiery ones. No, still. not
3: Cool Ranch, uh, nacho cheese, yeah, Doritos. Nacho so cheese. But you sent me a Cool Ranch taco. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And a nacho cheese, <laughs> yeah. and I have since lost the nacho cheese, so I need. We I can need make, to make we some. Can,
1: we, can, we can make it happen. Yeah, cheese. I can't, <laughs>
3: I forgot that I actually requested that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you are actually reminding me that I yeah. did request that.
1: Well, I think you were being like tongue in cheek. Like, can you I make probably a tacos taco? And <laughs> I, I was, probably was like, funny mention. I can get. All kinds of foam. Yeah. Like, I had one lady was like, could you make, like, some pink ones for me and the girls? I was like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. You know, so I sent them off to... I mean, I've had people, like, hit me up from all over the place, you know, just for fun. Like, like one guy was in Iceland, and he's trying to catch fish on them in Iceland. And Dang. I was like, "I was like, dude, shipping's going to be, like, $19. He goes, yeah, send them. I was yeah, like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. There you go. Yeah, Here it's been come. funny. And, I, and I, I wish I could say, like, I put a ton of effort into it and to, like, try to you know, get as many out there as I can and I just haven't had the, the chance to yet. Yeah. So hopefully we can make that happen in the next the next uh some period of time. How <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how have you enjoyed your five minutes of fame over this? Oh man, it was really something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I live in Marble Falls. If there's one thing I'm constantly reminded of is I'm not famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kidding. It's just so. crazy how it blew up. Yes, it was It was really shocking. It made the
3: rounds in every fishing page, and multiple people yeah, that I yeah, know yeah, yeah. were, like,
2: reposting it as a meme. Yes, right. 100%. Like, everybody knows about the fish taco. Yes. You know. So,
1: when my wife and I, we got married, we got married uh, in 2018, August 4th, 2018. And so, we went to uh, Colorado. We got married outside of URA, so in between Ridgeway and URA. And uh, on our honeymoon, you know, we stayed. We did, like, four nights in URA, four nights in Telluride. I was like, hey, we had to go to you know, buzz over to Montrose one day. And so we go to like a couple of the fly shops. There's two fly shops that I'm aware of at the moment in Montrose. So we go to Montrose and uh I'm in there and I'm like looking at flies and stuff. It's my honeymoon, we're hanging out, and um the guy's like, You fly you uh you like to fly fish? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and uh he goes, You ever tie your own flies? I was like, <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> he goes, What do you mean? I was like, I, I make a taco fly. He goes, You're the taco guy? <laughs> and I was like, "Shh, you know who I am? He goes, and he pulls up his phone, I was like, Shut up. He goes, This is really you. I was like, Yeah, he goes, Dude. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Heather's like, He knows who you are. I was like, Well he doesn't know who I am, but he knows about the taco fly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the the other funny thing is how I met Bill Neve, uh who's you know, lives in Marble Falls, big you know, loves to fly fish. My wife and I are having a garage sale. You know, we're just trying to get rid of junk. And I think we're probably a year into being married. And we've got all this stuff out in the driveway. We're just trying to get stuff. And I have a bunch of, like, spin fishing gear. I, I, you know, and, I, and like, I'll, whatever. Fish however you want, right? But I had some stuff I was getting rid of. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's looking through it. He goes, this is kind of a random question. I was like, okay. He goes, do you have any fly fishing stuff? And I was like, yeah, man, but I'm not selling it. <laughs> he starts laughing. <laughs> I was like, but I got something else for you. He goes, Okay. So I go inside and I grab some tacos. And he's like, you're the taco guy? I was like, shut up. (laughs) I was like, you know what? he goes, yeah. He goes, dude, I've seen that. That's hilarious. I was like, dude, here's some tacos. (laughs) And so it was so funny. But that's how Bill and I met. Mm -hmm. You know, we've become pretty good friends since then. But (laughs) it's so funny. (laughs) You know. Yeah, hilarious, dude. When I was in Montrose, I was like, this is so dumb that this guy even knows who I am. (laughs) That's so,
3: it's so funny, though, how, like just it, exp- it something explodes and all yeah, of, the internet you're the crazy. taco guy right. yeah in all my glory
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though man but what's 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 been fun about it is like i was like okay i got an idea we can make this work and so we've come up with a pretty good little product that i think you know people could have some so success on you might be
3: that. the discerning uh opinion on this but yeah. san antonio or austin tacos
1: um, you know, dude, I live in a small town of Marble Falls. I haven't had a lot of San Antonio tacos. I've had more Austin tacos. Okay, but I would say here's we here's needed, my, here's my interpretation. My interpretation is Austin's good at barbecue. I would say I would give San Antonio the lead on Tex-Mex and probably tacos.
2: Yeah, I give from what I've had. Yeah,
1: from what yeah, I, I would Austin say Austin definitely barbecue. has better barbecue. Yeah, like there's barbecues. like
3: ten barbecue
2: places that are like
3: right. it's like a barbecue. It's
1: yeah, rare, and we have barbecue a few places
2: that are good here. Yeah. But the place but is it
1: 3M if y'all had that one?
2: Yeah. We have had 3M. Did me and you 3M? go to 3M or was
3: it me and Cliff that went to 3M?
1: And if I got that name wrong, sorry. No, no,
3: it, no is it, it is 3M. It yeah. yeah. is 3M. Yeah.
1: Was that place. me and you
3: or was that me and Cliff that I can't went? I not remember. Well, I think that was like an apprentice from Franklin's. Who oh, probably. 3M. There's a few of those. Yeah. 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 They go there. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It's Get good stuff. Knowledge.
1: Yeah. So I would I would give the nod to San Antonio probably yeah. on that. Yeah. And a lot of that's my a We have a taco
3: place we need to. I'm in. We need to take you too. So my
1: friend Jacob Cole, he's he's uh, he lives here in Alamo Heights, and man, dude, he's a foodie, mm. total foodie, and uh, he would uh, you know he would tell me in a heartbeat, San Antonio's got tacos on the beat. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> He'd be like, <laughs> yeah, dude, Austin's great, but they can't touch San Antonio with yeah. a ten foot pole. Mm. So okay. I would, I, and it, because I trust Jacob Cole, there you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's official. And, and that's a blind a <laughs> The blind, taco blind
3: guy tasting. has made a statement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the taco fly guy. My hey.
1: favorite uh, breakfast taco in Marvel Falls, the Marvelous Falls, is a place that the old men in town like to call the Petroleum Club. Uh-huh. It's an Exxon station south of town. <laughs> <laughs> and you go in there, you're like, they sell tacos here? He's like, yep. <laughs> and uh, they're awesome. Well, Great went- breakfast tacos. Great breakfast tacos. I
3: went to... Uh, a Stripes in South Padre one time. Stripes is it, not
1: bad. I was doing a guided trip it's not bad. with a
3: guy, and he's like, you guys want to get some great tacos? We're like, yeah. He's like, I got to fill up with gas. It works out. And when he pulls like, up. What? He's like, go in and get your tacos. We're like, what? He's like, yeah, they're in there. Like The Laredo making, Taco Company. They're making homemade tortillas in there right now.
1: They're great. They're and great. we were
3: like, we went in, homemade tortillas. Like, yeah.
1: My friend Joel Mason, Corpus Christi resident, works for Young Life. When we go fish for, you know, you know redfish or trout or whatever down there in the flats, we always stop at a Stripes early in the morning.
2: Mm-hmm. To get a Laredo they're taco. Fun. They're great. Yeah. They're building one on our, on our corner net right next they're to awesome.
1: Yeah, They're awesome. Yeah, they're not bad at all. Can't go wrong. Yeah, good stuff. Good tacos.
2: To, you know, I've had breakfast tacos. There's this little donut shop on the way to Horseshoe Bay. Yeah, if you're coming from Marble Falls, you know M and M. Yeah, and they only take cash. Yeah, right. And they make great breakfast tacos as well. Yeah, I mean they bad. take a little bit long, longer sure. to make and stuff. But I forgot. Kendall and I were there for like our first ever anniversary. We were like, let's just go to you know Horseshoe Bay, Smiths the yeah. Lake, and yeah. And uh, I brought my dog because I was going to surprise Kendall <laughs> with donuts and breakfast tacos. Okay. And I forgot about. The cash only thing. <laughs> and so we wait. I'm like, I'm waiting for like 40 minutes. So far that like Kendall's woken up and she's like, hey, worry." I'm like, I was going to surprise you with tacos, but like I'm still online. And I get up to the thing and I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot about cash. Like is there any way for card? No card, no card. But they're like, oh, but we see you have a dog there. You know, I have a little dox and like a little wiener dog. And they're Good. like. Oh, but we can't let him go hungry, and <laughs> so they gave Shut me up. they gave me some bacon for my dog. And, and can't like, let you go hungry? <laughs> yeah, like, I waited Amazing. forty minutes, and Dapple's the only one who got anything. Hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Oh man, <laughs>
1: that was great. Oh, Golly, all they take is Dogecoin, coin, I guess. <laughs> Too sad. The tacos—they really do work. So, how much time? Like,
3: I know you—you you have a full-time job. You do this on side. Like, how many yeah. orders are you getting in? And Probably some people are going to listen to this and be like, "I would like to." I know, I'd like to order a taco. (laughs) Part of that stresses me out. (laughs) uh, Yeah,
1: you know, honestly, if uh, if I make a post on a on a group, you know, whether that's Texas freshwater fly fishing or something else, my my uh, messages all spike big time. Yeah, and and, uh, it won't be unusual to get you know fifteen to twenty orders. Just from a single post on Facebook right. of like, yeah, we, I want these. Because people like to, one, they want to give them out. Do you have a website a or are you
3: just like taking them like social Not media yet. messages? Not It's all
1: through my Instagram at the moment. Yeah. Right, sure. I need to get a website going. I really do. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I, could, I think I could legitimately sell as many as I want to. Right. The problem is I don't have time to tie them. Yeah,
2: like, but you would have no issue just selling tie out them. every time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I. I uh, and, and the hard thing is I love what I do.
2: Right, like I love my job. I love what I get to do. So nothing's gonna pull you away from that. Yeah. So it's
1: like, you know, one thing that's not gonna, not gonna make me, uh, you know, s- stop doing what I'm doing is is arts and crafts, which is what taco, <laughs> yeah. the taco feels like. Yeah. Sometimes. It's
3: it's it's hard to say that it's fly tying.
1: It's not. It's not fly tying. Yeah. It's arts and crafts. I'll be the first to tell you. It's a lot of. Uh, you're cutting a lot of small pieces of foam. You're uh-huh. using a lot of super glue you're uh you're you're making some apparatuses at your house and uh making them work somehow
3: why don't you get the local second
1: graders to Dude, dude, you know my my wife would love to have some sort of you know child labor going on. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we readers. don't know too many attorneys, <laughs> only, only a couple. <laughs> but it's been it, it has been a lot of fun. And if anybody listening does want some, please you know jump on the Instagram. We'll see what we can do. Well, um, you,
3: well you brought a couple, and I and I
1: have yeah, I have yeah. some of these earmark marked for somebody else
3: that I'm going to send to. Yeah, but absolutely. We might just do like a little Instagram giveaway and. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if away. if
1: we want to do something like that, I'm happy to type some extras, and we could we could do something. So we yeah. can brainstorm on that. But yeah, listeners for sure tune in. To, do y'all have an Instagram? Yeah, we do have an Instagram. Yeah, jump on their Instagram, and we'll we'll announce it there. You know, some sort of a giveaway. Yeah, awesome. I like well, when our guests,
3: like, tell tell our listeners to go to our Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You can tell <laughs> that I have a podcast. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, do this, do that. Okay, great.
1: I found somehow I got the cord to the TV. Um, yeah, but, you know, if, if if they jump on y'all's Instagram, we'll do some sort of an announcement on there with some sort of a taco giveaway or something. Okay, sure. that's great. And we hope, like, we've got a pretty solid little logo that I whipped up. and
3: The logo's great. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not half and bad. And the stickers, we'll send a couple stickers, too.
1: And yeah, for sure. We can get some... Uh, We'll probably do some hats or something down the road, you know, kind of goof off with that and just have some fun with it. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And honestly, one of the things that I'll do, I'm not wearing one at the moment, but a lot of times I'll take a, a taco and I'll put it in my hat uh-huh. and just kind of put it up there and people like, tell me what is that? And
3: they're like, you're the fish taco guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like just,
1: they have stage fright. They're freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, and they're starstruck. They don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, not quite.
3: <laughs> oh, man. Well, Kurt. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is great. Uh, We really appreciate your smoked whiskey. Yeah. That was a unique experience. Pretty (laughs) fun, (laughs) right? Pretty fun. And it totally changed it. Yeah. It it, was not the ride that I had sipped before. Yeah. no, Yeah.
2: That'll do it. But it was
3: fun. Yeah.
1: Super fun.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I could see like going to like a party and like pulling that out and people were like, what's
2: going on
1: over here? Yeah. Who's this guy? Yeah. Yeah, Who's this guy? Did you put hookah in that drink? No, s- <laughs> no sir. Those are real wood chips. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I yeah. had a lot of fun. This is yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on.
3: Well, uh, we have any announcements we need to make? Nope.
2: Oh, oh <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, oh, yes. The uh, Hunt With Us.
3: Hunt With Us event. It is going to be September 11th, correct? I think that's right. It's Saturday. September
2: 11th. And so... Uh, we're going to be posting more things on Instagram about this, but if you'd like to dove hunt with us, we are going to be posting where we're going to be. It's going to be someplace near San Antonio. Make sure you have your hunting license.
1: Please be legal. Yes. Yes. Please, please, please be legal. And <laughs> also,
2: um, make sure you have your public land, uh, Permit, or is Permit. Name. Permit. Public land Through permit. Texas as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's an
3: extra about $30, if yes. I remember correctly. It is worth it. It gives you access to hunt public land, because we are going to be doing a public land hunt, because we don't want to do a lease or anything like that. I have a deal. It yeah. would be cost prohibitive right. for a dove hunt. So, so, yes. Also, there's an intention of doing a public land cleanup right. afterwards. Yeah, cool. So, after we hunt, we're going to pick up shells. We're going to pick up trash other guys left behind, because we want to leave these places clean right so that way we can continue to have access to these public lands exactly next year we hunt
2: these places because the landowners work with texas, texas parks and wildlife yes
3: yeah. yeah we don't we we haven't dialed the official
2: location yet but We're september 11th is the first sure date awesome um but yeah and then if our on our instagram more information and details we'll, we'll make a facebook
3: event about it exactly um and so we hope that you guys will come out and uh If you're newer to hunting or haven't hunted that much.
2: It's a great place to get started.
3: Dove hunting is a great place to get started. It's a very social type hunting. And, you know, there may not be doves, but we're just going to go out and have a good time. Yep. So. Exactly. All right. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. Yep. On that note. We will see you on the water or in the field.